I really like that episode. Don't say anything yet. Are we okay. Recording? Yeah, I of course like we it. are. I hated it. I okay. shut up. He said, "Say I nothing." Need to, okay. I need, to, <laughs> I need to do it. I need to bring us in. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Park rest of the please. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, here we go. <clears throat> do, 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 do. Twice last oh time. Oh my god! Oh. Well, I, didn't I start it? But it was too high, so I had to start over. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome. Oh, we're to in it. Everwood, never wouldn't. A podcast where I, Adam Lover, make my <laughs> friends, Eric, KT, Eric, and KT watch the first season of the hit WB. 2000s <laughs> teen slash family drama Everwood, <clears throat> and then talk about it. Woohoo! Uh, today's episode that we just watched is season one, episode four, The Kissing Bridge. Mm-hmm. In this episode, um, uh, what's the official? <laughs> what did we just watch? In this episode. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Colorado. Um, Dr. Brown and Dr. Abbott must put their striking differences aside to educate the town of Everwood after several of their teenage patients are diagnosed with a sexually transmitted disease. Gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. All right. So gonorrhea. Uh, <laughs> All right, so gonorrhea. Also, before, before we talk about the episode, okay, I told KT that I had Everwood news to <gasps> share. Oh my god, that's right. Oh my gosh, what is it? guys, breaking! <laughs> <laughs> it's October 2020. <laughs> What's so funny is that it's gonna loop back around to gonorrhea. Oh, oh my! Oh god. Like all things do. Yes. So. I uh, just short- <laughs> got to you what? <laughs> I just sort of two weeks into living in Pittsburgh have met a really cool guy who I've been hanging out with. Oh, it's very exciting. Uh-huh. And yes. Today, he shared with me over text that he just tested positive for gonorrhea. Okay. And he was very, he was very apologetic and felt so bad. I was like, hey. You're telling me. Happens. And he and he was like, I would like to offer you a ride to where I'm going to get the shot and everything. Oh, my God. I was God. like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. So today, so, I, you know, I just did the whole STI checkup. 
and they just treated they just gave me the treatment even if i don't have it like it doesn't hurt huh. but because i was notified by somebody mm-hmm. um with whom i had <laughs> engaged in some lollipop play with <laughs> um, we did not do lollipop play oh, that's Susie. to the episode um <laughs> you know just went and did it so that's that's like the beginning and the kind of end of the story not but in the middle, I love that you had told me that it was Everwood news. <laughs> it I is really Everwood. So oh, here's that. the thing: it is Everwood news because, because it was Treat William. Because because <laughs> the guy I'm hanging out with is Treat William. No, because it's no. so quickly after moving, it's like he's like your Irv. Oh, he's my, wow. he's my Irv. Good guess. Good guess. Okay. Are we um, keep guessing? All right. Here we go. No, no. Um, um, he just woke up from a coma. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and his name is Bright. <laughs> no. This is, I mean, it's, this is going to seem underwhelming. I really should have just gone chronologically ah, and shit. worked up to the gonorrhea. Because <laughs> the gonorrhea is the most, the, 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 best part of the story oh yeah oh, okay like with most stories um no on our second time hanging out we were sitting out on my porch talking and i guess the topic of pokemon came up because he like grew up with that and i was like i've never like done a single thing with pokemon or like watched an episode yep. or played any games mm-hmm. at all yep and he was like well that you know that you know just that's totally he fine. just left yeah, he <laughs> no, he said he was like, um, well, yeah, that I'm sure that just freed up like space in your brain for like way better, like, stuff. like ever would. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, so no, really just freed up space for you know, for Everwood. And uh-huh. he was like, and he said, <gasps> Ephraim Brown. Oh, and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, treat, and he was like Treat Williams. Huh? Oh my yeah. I was god! Like, Adam, honestly, Adam, someone in your life you don't have to force to watch Everwood. <laughs> exactly. <Holy laughs> it blew my mind. But he like he 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 was like yeah like I grew up on that shit. I was like oh my god I'm so excited. Oh my god. That's insane. <laughs> I don't I even know if I believe crap. this story. <laughs> like that's abs- that's like soulmate territory. Uh-huh. Wow, I don't want to say anything because it's been like two weeks. But well, wow, you know he he might have given me gonorrhea, so I'm never seeing him again. <laughs> that's no, that's because he was planning on it because of everyone, right? Obviously, did he call you? And the first thing he said was Everwood season one, episode four, the kissing bridge. And you knew, and you knew. But I told him, I told him that night, I was like, I'm currently recording a never to be released Everwood (laughs) podcast called Everwood Never Wouldn't. To which he replied by like, Oh, you can't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) You're not allowed to do that. Definitely a groaner. But I told him, I was like, I'm going to have to talk about this on my podcast. That, like, I met somebody yeah. that I'm hanging out with, like, a really cool dude who, like, <laughs> knows Everwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right. And then today happened. And afterwards, I texted him. I was like, oh, my God. Tonight's episode is <laughs> the kissing grid. And I'm going to have to practice such self-restraint to, like, to not overshare. And he was like, dude, I've already talked about you on, like, my podcast. So... <gasps> 
I, I'm going to talk about it. Po- is it a Pokemon podcast? <laughs> <laughs> is there an episode <laughs> where is there right an episode now. where Charizard got gonorrhea? <laughs> <laughs> and he had to talk about you. <laughs> oh my god! What is anyway. going on? That so, is completely insane. So he gave me he gave me permission to talk about it. I said I wouldn't <sighs> use his name, although. If we keep hanging out, I mean, his name is going to come up. I'll probably yeah. bring him on here as a, as a guest, maybe. As somebody else. Who's oh, my work. gosh. All right. Well, you guys broke up tonight, and then anybody you reference later on is a different person. <laughs> right. That's the story. I have cut off ties with this guy. So any future guy I bring on to talk about everyone mm-hmm. is probably some other guy who yeah. knows everyone. Right. Definitely. So that is my Everwood news. That is some significant <laughs> Everwood news. I that is the biggest Everwood news in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that might hit the subreddit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, wait. When did Stephanie Nisnik die? Oh no, was that in 2019? Because if it was, then we're safe. Then this is the biggest Everwood. Right. News. <laughs> Oh God, Nina wasn't in this episode. She's such a supporting. No, she was not. Marriage. She was mentioned. Yeah, should I go get Nina? She did die in 2019. That was uh, in the great scene when Andy was talking to Delia, and Delia kept referencing that she wanted to touch Magilla's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> and what did made... you call him, Magilla? Yeah, that's his. Yeah, that's his name. name. I keep hearing yeah. Michaela. Oh, no. Oh, that's why you shouted Michaela while we were watching the episode. First of all, I've never heard the name Magilla. Yeah, it's a weird name. name. That's that's not his real name. That's got to be like... Magilla Gorilla. Gorilla Magilla. Well, there's Magilla Gorilla. That's a thing. Oh, it is? What thing? Do neither of you know what Magilla Gorilla is? Gorilla Grape. Is this a Pokemon? Because like I said, (laughs) I only had room for Everwood. I also don't know (laughs) anything about Pokemon. Sorry, everybody who doesn't listen to this. On tonight's special episode of Pokemon, Psyduck discusses the effects of syphilis. Look, Magilla Gorilla. You guys know, you've seen Magilla Gorilla. Oh, is that who that is? It's this guy. Magilla Gorilla. Oh, hell, that's McGilla Gorilla? Yeah, McGilla Gorilla. That looks exactly like the kid on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I thought that was just maybe his name. But uh, if, I mean, once you guys were confused about it, I can't believe I know something that you guys don't. McGilla, I never heard McGilla. Yeah, McGilla Foster is his name, apparently. The character's name? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Well, I just um, thought he had a girl's name. Oh. Michaela. Oh, so that I mean that would be uh, a, kind of an interesting. Uh, yeah, with what like, happened, weird, I like, guess so. Very yeah. straightforward foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, in this episode, which so we get a few scenes with with Delia dealing with Magilla, and um, the big re- like you know reveal is that <clears throat> Magilla likes to play with dolls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this custom built trunk. Yeah, and it's in a custom built <laughs> trunk. This is the perfect example of Everwood being groundbreaking. Mm. It's gonna deal with gender and children and gender norms and all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, it's gonna setting it up for, for future episodes. Yep. Like how when boys like girls, they hit them. Yo, yeah, God. That oh, is, Jesus. that's really unfortunate. You seem upset, kiddo. Something wrong? 
It's Michaela. The bully? Is he bothering you again? Not exactly. You see, when it's just me and him, he's nice to me. But when other people are around, he says I'm diseased. Yeah. So, you like him? I sit behind him in Miss Violet's class. And sometimes, I just want to put my hands on his shoulders. Um, maybe we should see if Nina's home. I don't understand. Why doesn't he want anyone to know that he invited me over? I want to tell the whole world. Well, you know, honey, boys and girls are, are very different. Not just how they look on the outside, but how they work things out on the inside. For instance, uh, when you want to be friends with a boy, you might want to bake him cookies. Touch his shoulders? Right. Okay. But if a boy wants to be friends with you, he might punch you as a sign of friendship. Really? Because he did flick my cap. He did? I, I watched, I saw, I was like, I was like, oh, that, that has to be like, they address that at some point, right? But the show doesn't. Yeah. They just have Andy kind of give this really shitty advice to his daughter that, yeah, it's just normal that if a boy likes you, he might punch you. Like, that's really bad. <laughs> I like, think, uh, you know, and I, d yes, I agree that that is really bad, but coming... I mean, as somebody who definitely grew up in a time where people used to say that, and I know people still say that, but it's becoming more, you know, people are becoming more aware of how, that you know, toxic problem. that, yeah, that's yeah. not, that's yeah. not cool. But the thing is like kids, I, I wonder if that whole reasoning, right? Like, yes, a lot of it is to do with like toxic masculinity, dumb stuff where we just, th you know, thought kids, boys, I guess can be physical and that's okay. But kids can be really physical when they don't know what their emotions are. And mm -hmm. I think that's why, like, I know this is, is kind of an uh, not on topic, really. I, we're talking about a TV show, but really, like, I, I can forgive it a little bit, not just because it is older. And also, it's, it's not okay, right? We don't, I mean, obviously, we have three boys, we don't teach our kids that hitting is okay in any circumstance, unless you're defending yourself, you know, and, and even then you still want to, you know, try to find an adult, that kind of thing. But Kids have trouble controlling themselves physically and boys, young boys can have trouble talking about their emotions and humans in general can have trouble talking about emotions. And it's, yeah. it's really sad that that like became a thing like, yeah, boys, they just hit things. It's like, you know, I know little girls that hit things too. It's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I think it's just, I think it's a little forgivable because of the time it came out and also no, it's not forgivable. I understand. Well, no. that it's, <laughs> I know no, that it's, it's not okay. So this episode aired October 7th, 2002. And like, I mean, definitely over the last 18 years, feminist perspectives on patriarchy and gender norms have definitely gotten like more yeah. yep. airtime and have become more prevalent and mm -hmm. in the mainstream. Right. So, you know, I, I think that um, this is an artifact of its time. And Andy as a character, like him saying that, like that is like, I think true to his character, right? Like, like he, and, and it is an example of him, you know, kind of maybe saying the wrong thing for sure. Yeah, he's behind a little bit. I think as far as just being a parent yeah. in general, you know, he was not really the parent at all. And from mm -hmm. what, when he was raised, that would absolutely have been a saying that they said, sure. boys will be boys. 
boys, you know, my mom used to say that growing up. Yeah, boys will bo- bo- boys used to pull my pigtails when they liked me or whatever. Like she used to say yep. that kind of shit all the time. I, I I used to hear that stuff growing up all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 dumb, but it's it's not like yeah, but yeah, they don't say anything like she doesn't turn around and go, well, what the fuck's that about? That's <laughs> what she should have said. She should have turned around and been like, but what? wait a second. But why? What? Like, yeah. give me more context here. <laughs> and like, can we challenge these norms? Right. Please. Right. Yeah. Please. yeah. 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 That would be a good line for her. Even. <laughs> yeah. I could see her even saying something like, like just that. like that's stupid. Yeah, that's yeah, just, that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, cool, 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 cool. Uh take it easy, things. Abed. <laughs> I was trying to do Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, no uh, doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um things change. Kid falls through a bridge. That poor boy's paper route. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he relies He relies on that bridge to do his job. And by the end of the episode, that bridge isn't there anymore. <laughs> Apparently, the doctor and his mother have to bushwhack to get there. And this yeah. is like an integral part of his route. Right. Yes. I had the same thought. I was so confused about why they were bushwhacking. It was so bizarre. Well, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. Because that's easily, the, I think, the best part of the episode is, is that last scene um lollipop that lollipop yep mm-hmm. so the girl comes in or the they, they're having a follow-up and andy's like so you have an std she's like that's not possible i've never had sex <laughs> <laughs> which is what i said to the doctor today <laughs> did, oh, did you bring a lollipop I did yank the lollipop <laughs> out of my mouth. Oh my god! That was one of those like what, what were those called? The chuya chips or whatever? Those oh, chupa, ch- chupa, chupa chups, something. Chupa chups, yeah, chupa chips, yeah. oh, chupacabras. Yes, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. that kind of lollipop. Um, so that sets up the whole STD storyline. I think, which is another like, um, I think at the time it was actually yeah. kind of edgy, like, edgy to yep. like actually confront that shit on TV. How are you feeling today, Susie? Pretty good. The antibiotics you prescribed really seem to be doing the trick. Well, we may have jumped the gun on that prescription, Mrs. Clark, which is why I called you in. The lab reports on Susie's culture came back, and it looks like she doesn't have strep throat after all. So it's just a regular cold? Not exactly. Uh, Perhaps Susie and I should talk alone first, and then... Why uh... would you need to do that? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, then. It looks like you might have contracted an STD, Susie. A what? A sexually transmitted disease. But how is that possible? I've never even had sex. I'm like a total virgin. Are you sure? Of course she's sure. Good Lord, what kind of question is that? Well, as her doctor, it's one I have to ask. I don't mean to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Well, I believe she answered your question. She's never had sex. She's a virgin. Well, I, I hate to henpeck, Mrs. Clark, but uh, I still have a diagnosis which contends that your daughter has, in fact, engaged in some sort of sexual activity. Well, I've never done anything that can get me pregnant, and that's what sex is. Right, Mom? Mm-hmm. 
Real quick, sorry, back to the lollipop. Did you notice then after they left the room, somehow the doctor, uh, how Andy was holding the lollipop? Yeah. Like somehow he got that lollipop. I well, don't know. Well, the mom took it from yeah. her and, and then she what? probably handed it to him. <laughs> yeah. <Take> <laughs> how did that transfer happen? <laughs> or tossed it to the floor. Right. Oh and did he God. have to pick it up? She chucked it yeah. and stuck to the ceiling. He had to stand up on his stool and get it down. See, now I'm imagining like David Lynch directing Everwood. And what would have happened is like Andy would have knelt down, picked up the lollipop and just stared at it. And we would have gotten like two minutes of just that. Of just him staring at a lollipop. And then the lollipop would have started talking to him and been like, I am a lollipop. That's why we didn't finish Twin Peaks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, you know that makes Twin Peaks sound awesome. Mm. <laughs> Chupa chips. <laughs> um, so Andy anyway. decides to go to Dr. Abbott with an idea. That's why I see you're trying to pawn off your Baldwins as McCoons again, Reginald. Tell me that's not dessert. The nightmare continues. I have a modest proposal, Doctor. You are donating your body to science to further the medical understanding of the North American dimwit. Close. I suggest on occasion we trade diagnoses of the local yokels. For what purpose? Oh, on the off chance we notice a pattern of sickness or disease developing in the community. Sound good? Great. I'll go first. Treated anyone for gonorrhea of the throat lately? May have come in looking like strep. I'm familiar with gonorrhea of the throat. Not personally, I hope. Listen here, Dr. Cocoa Puffs. If I treated anyone for anything, I wouldn't tell you about it. There's this little rule called doctor-patient confidentiality. Perhaps you've heard of it. Hypothetically, if a few cases of the same STD came into your office, what would you do? Being a doctor, I suppose I would, oh, I don't know, treat them? What if the patients didn't understand how they got the disease? How could they not understand? In their mind, a sexually transmitted disease can only be transmitted via sex. And in their mind, sex is... Intercourse. I want to talk to the parents. Maybe figure out a way to talk to the kids, too, about this. About what? About how to protect themselves. The people in this town need to be educated about a few things. The people in this town need to be educated about a lot of things, including how to parallel park. Luckily, I'm not here to teach them. Neither are you. Isn't part of being a doctor teaching people how to avoid getting sick, especially young people? Why are you so interested in this? I have a son who goes to that school, and so do you. Don't you want them to have all the information that we have? So give it to him. Who's stopping him? Well, what about the other kids? Let their parents worry about them. Newsflash, you're not here to save the world, Dr. Brown. Just to annoy it. You know, maybe we should compare notes on the local yokels, which is fun for, like, that Andy appeals to uh, yep. mm -hmm. to Harold's mm -hmm. feelings about the townspeople. But when he first walks up, Harold just says, the nightmare mm -hmm. continues. Yep. <laughs> uh, As he buys a single apple. Yeah, well, he had a bag. <laughs> I thought it was a bag of apples. You think that was, was his, his lunch, lunch in there? Yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. Then he rubbed that apple on his lapel like 8,500 times, you guys. I just <laughs> really? want to say that. <laughs> I noticed that because that's what I'm fascinated by that actor's movements. I know it, we, we kind of interrupted. I interrupted the show. We had to pause to talk about him for a while, but he is very precise flowy mm -hmm. 
uh, ballerina-like movements, and I'm fascinated by that. And the, and and he, yeah, obviously he's very prissy. And that actor, I want to see him in other things because I want to see if that's the actor or if that's what he's doing oh, yeah. in this role because he is exceedingly prissy. I love it. You know, he's been in Scandal recently. Maybe we could find an episode of Scandal that he's in. I hope he rubs an apple on his lapel I for five he, minutes. I hope he tucks his embroidered napkin into his <laughs> collar. <laughs> The only family member to do so. Yes, yes. <laughs> At the dinner scene. Uh-huh. Yes, I love it so much because I also love the wife being like this. She's emotionless so much of the time, and, and like the whole. I mean, I loved the dinner scene. I know. I guess we're skipping ahead or something. Or I am. Oh, it was a great scene. Yeah. I loved it because I loved seeing the family dynamic of these people that are obviously like repressed, first of all, but also like. He he's so prissy and she's so like I don't know masculine maybe I don't know I love yeah. that relationship totally. I love them so much like talk about kind of like gender role stuff like she's more butch than than he is I love it yeah. I just love it so much I love that he, he he so yeah he's like asking for like let's have a family discussion about about the fact that I'm going to be coming in and having this STD talk. <laughs> and like immediately things fall apart. Like Amy and Bright start just saying things that mm-hmm. make him literally choke on his food. Yes. Uh-huh. And I love that like he just keeps choking and coughing every time they say anything else. Yep. And yeah. And, and, and that his, and that his wife, uh, the mayor. Yeah. Who's now um, revealed as the mayor, which, yeah, we, which knew we knew because Adam I revealed it. Well, didn't I like, I thought that, didn't I make a it's weird revealed. connection? No, you guessed it. You yeah. accidentally yeah. guessed it, and then, and then it was it was revealed. Yeah, it was revealed here it, though. And no, no, it was before. It totally was revealed in either the first or second episode. I mean, he he yeah. meets her, and like they talk in their living room. I don't know if it maybe I don't know. I don't. It was remember. revealed to to Andy in this episode. <clears throat> yeah, for for sure. Yeah, cool wife. Cool wife. Cool wife. <laughs> I loved that so that was, much. That was great. Because ha- the thing is, he said it in his fucking annoying Tree Williams <laughs> tone, right? Like his con- totally cool like, wife. hey, cool what? Like he's saying it to annoy this guy, but how can he be annoyed if he's saying she has a cool wife? Right. I loved that line. I thought and, that and was fucking great. And he follows it up with, he says, cool wife, she let you play with the gavel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh it was great and and before that during their kind of presentation to the school board um they give andy a line that kind of comments on all of those like coincidental connections right when he says is there anyone in this town who's not related to each other yes (laughs) yes i love Mm -hmm. that yes um but so yeah going back so dr abbott has the best fucking lines when he says to andy after he's like in, in that first conversation at the end of it, he's like, you're not here to save the world, Dr. Brown, just to annoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for those like sarcastic, yeah. sardonic little digs. They're mm-hmm. so good. Um, and how Andy knows the perfect thing to say to Dr. Abbott to just like needle him. Like I love when he, when he picks up the phone and it's Dr. Abbott and he's like, Dr. Abbott finally taking me up on my car pulling off. <laughs> so good i love that oh which i think is like 
really cool little kind of foreshadowing because by the end of the episode they do Mm, kind of carpool together to Mm -hmm. denver also that scene was the one that grounded me the most in the early 2000s because he he answers the phone on the landline that's hanging in the laundry room yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) very dated very oh another good line that happens right before that moment is when delia kind of rolls her eyes, kind of gives a puff of air that blows up her hair a bit, and she says, I need a Pop-Tart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So, STD's choking. Okay. This is getting into a very different podcast. The fucking asshole on the school board. Oh, yeah, the guy who resists mm-hmm. like wanting to educate the kids. Oh, yeah. So, the, no, so, so this is like openly kind of challenging abstinence-only education. Totally. And, uh, yeah. From a very reasonable perspective. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I um, like about that whole thing, like, I mean, not I not exactly that, but I continue to be, and this is I, I I wonder if this just reflects on how much of a weirdo I am. Probably. But I continue to be confused or like think it's overdone when the kid continues to be mad at his dad for being a fucking doctor (laughs) because here's the thing right again I had I don't know if I mentioned this before but like my dad was a teacher he taught me things like at school one of the classes I had to take from him was health class in like ninth grade in ninth grade I had to keep a journal and like he had to grade it my journal, it was a like health was um, like at that point, it's like, you know, it's kind of like involved sex ed, stuff like that. We had to keep journals of like our feelings and emotions. And my dad had to read that and grade that. Right. And that was awkward. Right. But I didn't rebel against the school or anything. like I didn't really make a big deal. Like it was fine. Like and when my dad, my dad used to tell stories about me as a baby for his psychology class because that was mm. part of what he would talk about childhood development and he would tell stories about I had me this and my really sister. fucked up baby guys <laughs> yes <laughs> it was kind of insulting but I got over it no but like he used to I remember a point where I think it was when I entered high school he he said he felt he had to ask whether those stories were okay because you know, he didn't want to keep telling stories to, to my peers about me as a baby. And I was like, nah, I don't care. Like I was a baby, like whatever. Yeah. I pooped my pants. Well, Oh my God. Like he, I didn't he really ask you if yes. he asked you if it was okay. Yeah. He asked if it was okay to share stories of my childhood. small childhood, not like recent childhood, but childhood, childhood. Yeah. And so like, and all of that is to say like, Right. I still get that this relationship is that's like the point of the show is like these the parent and the son trying to get along like but like he's so upset about his dad giving a sex ed talk. And this is a young person. Like, I don't understand that. That that seems silly to me. Like, either get out of it, like, go home and don't be there when your dad does it, or, like, just fucking... This kid Which is what seem he did. It. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, but he didn't do that. Be- oh, I mean, I guess, right. That's he did part it for, of the reason to, he left, he, totally. He did it because of the girl, though. But anyway, like, if he... Like, he, at the very fucking start of this show, in the first episode, showed us that he doesn't give a fuck what other people think, right? Like, he he was, like, with his one-liners to the... He was the new kid. He should be nervous, right? But he was, like, meh, meh, like, snappy, snappy. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's all, like, 
constantly like, I don't give a fuck. I have my purple hair, whatever. Like, you know, he doesn't, he has, <laughs> he's just d- brown he has brown hair, hair but, now. Right. But like, I, I, it seems so silly to me that he, in this case, is that upset. I can see being a little worried, but am I weird? Like, I know that was a long setup to ask that question, but what's, what the hell? How can he be that upset when the, there's apparently a gonorrhea outbreak in, <laughs> in the high school and his dad's the only doctor that isn't like totally uptight and could be like, yeah. hey guys, maybe don't suck so many gonorrhea cocks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. Like you, you identify certainly like, almost an ideal idealized form of Ephraim, right? Like at his best, he is like assertive and he doesn't give a shit and he stands up to people. And And I get that that's a, could be a front too, because he's a high schooler, but it just, I feel like the story is telling us this. Like he seems so like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't think it's just me. Right. He's so like, that's his whole thing. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he, does not feel like he belongs at this school at all it is new he just got this fucking humiliation with this fake invitation to the dance one guy and his dumbass friends yeah but But like it was it happened in front of a lot of people like it's you know it's not related his mom died yeah but it's it's so it's i don't know i i i just still think it's like over they're they're leaning so I, I said this, hard on I feel this, like I said this like, kind oh, of last dad, time. It's like, embarrassing because it's, he has a wiener. And you know, I it's a show too. from multiple people's perspectives, and, <laughs> and like you only get part of his. It's it's you see it from both sides, so it's you know, yeah, mm. you, you part of you is like, come on, kid, like, yeah, relax. I wonder how but, different it would have been if I watched this when I was like seventeen. Uh, or probably something. a lot different. But still, again, I use that story from my young adulthood yeah because i don't understand if my dad was a doctor and he was gonna teach people like i dealt yeah. with it and i was like it's not a big deal he's my dad he's a teacher like whatever I mean, your That's dad was job. like an is- institution in your school like it's a, it is a different situation like hmm. you know you grew up in that school you were in the literally the same school your whole life with right. the same kids from kindergarten through whatever right, but wouldn't you think that would make it a little weirder it's b- it's both like it, 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 it there's you know, less uncertainty for huh. you because they already know you like, and they know your dad. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I it's, It is definitely a different situation. I just, but. I don't know. It makes every time I, that's like a big thing that bothers me. Fine. I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it just away. It just bothers me that this kid can't get over. My the dad fact was that a, his my a dad doctor. was a postal worker. And when he delivered mail to some <laughs> of my peers, oh man, I got so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just seems, so I told silly. him to skip their houses. He never did. Are I hate kids, him. Are kids that embarrassed of their parents yes. in general? Yes. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. I'm yeah. a weirdo. Yes. I'm a weirdo. Never mind. I know you're you're a better person than Ephraim Brown. <sighs> and you're be- you were a better no. you were a better child than I think most no. of us in when we were That's in high school. Dumb. There's a reason yes. it's a trope that people want their parents to drop them off a block from I school. I loved my parents. Yeah, you did. I'm a loser. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you're the, you're you're the outlier. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's right. no shows you about you. Fine, I won't comment <laughs> on this guy anymore. I'll just assume that that's the traditional teen experience. It just keeps bothering me. I'm like, what? Get over it. Your dad's a doctor, and there's idiots in this town. Part of you, 
part of part of Adam? you no, again no part of you is supposed to think that because it's not just from the kid's perspective it, you're also seeing the show from the dad's perspective yeah but the dad is also painted to look like kind of a buffoon sometimes like well, he kind of is sometimes <laughs> yeah because like he he wasn't an involved parent like he wasn't a dad yeah. for like he was more of a he was a doctor and he yeah. wasn't as much present because of what his job forced him to do like I don't get the show. Out. Oh, <laughs> it's man. so confusing. I don't, I don't understand it. It's <laughs> Ephraim just wants. He says. He says to his dad. He says to Andy. For once, can't you be a father instead of a doctor? Oh, boo! Well, also, boo. also, this is like KT. You are God. now just starting to get the hints of the sassy teenage yes, boys in our house. I am because I have a son <laughs> who's going to turn ten soon. Uh huh. And he is already. You had a bad morning yesterday yes, with him, I did. and so you're definitely on Andy's side. I guess I'll. <laughs> I guess I'll see what it's like in six years. Oh, Five. when I die and, and you're alive. Ephraim's only 15. <laughs> oh, he's 15? I think that's what they oh, said. They said yeah, that they set his age in this episode. Okay. Okay. Which, which, which weirdly makes it, you know, when the Andy like cites statistics at that school yeah. board mm. meeting or whatever, and he says like kids at like one in 10, like, right. one in 10 are going right. to have sex. I think that like that was probably like a shocking statistic in 2000. Oh, totally. I think it is now. I think it would be to most people, yeah. right? Like, like, like people aren't thinking it's probably about higher now. Year old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting stuff. Let's, let's go to, let's go forward to the end of kind of the, the STD storyline. I was surprised by the way that they, we, we got so little of their actual presentations. We, we had none of Andy's yes! and like, a half that second would have of, been, yes. of Dr. Abbott's. I, I especially I really, wanted to see I his. I thought that's what it was setting up to do. The that's, difference between these that's guys. The, the, yeah. That's the, yeah, I bet, I wouldn't be surprised if they wrote and filmed, filmed and that. it got oh, cut because they didn't like want to show to it. I see that. Yeah, that, I thought that was, I was yeah. interested and then it just disappeared. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing. That's one of the limitations of, you know, broadcast yep. television back, especially back then is like, you just, mm-hmm. You have to have it all limited to like 42 minutes. Um, I loved, I loved the scene with uh, Harold and bright. And he, <laughs> you know, he's been having these like concerns and like, his yeah. thoughts, like is bright. The source <laughs> is he of patient zero. Gonorrhea outbreak. Yeah. Um, right. Is there anything you want to talk to me about? I'm so sorry, Dad. It's just a scratch bumper, and it's not even my fault. I'm pulling out of this space. This lady comes flying no, in. No, let, let me put it another way. Is there anything you need to be tested for medically? Can I get something from a scratch bumper? Concerning the STD at your school. All right, Dad, I'm going to let you in on something that may blow your mind. You think you can handle it? I doubt it, but try me. Okay. You remember Elka from the real world, the Boston one? I, I must have missed Boston. Oh, Elka was supremely hot, but she never sealed the deal with her boyfriend because she had all these, like, religious beliefs. Uh-huh. Well, I'm kind of like Elka in that I'm very attractive, but I haven't, you know, done anything 
you know? Oh. Except my reasons have less to do with religion, more to do with the fact that my girlfriends won't, which is why I'm so done with freshmen. Uh, anyway, I didn't want you worrying about me anymore. But if you can get this info between us, you know, it's... Well, son, this is the best talk we've ever had. You scratched the bumper. And there, you know, I think it was a, a solid scene and some fun lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, from Bright when he's like, can I catch something from a scratched bumper? <laughs> yeah, he had a couple Andy Dwyer moments yes, in this episode. Totally. Did. You can see yes. the formation yeah. of that character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And I love when he like makes the comparison when he's explaining to his dad like his sex life or lack thereof, and he asks like, "Remember Real World in Boston? <laughs> I missed the Boston. <laughs> I missed the Boston. I must have missed. missed I must Boston. have missed uh-huh. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> and so like so dry. Perfect. Love. Yeah, fun stuff. And it's all. I think it's always fun to see. I especially really like seeing Doctor Abbott parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's a side of him. It is the more genuine caring side of him as opposed to like his sarcastic well, you even see, interactions. And you yeah. even see the dichotomy yes. right there because he is putting on this front yes. to him in the car talking I, about how he parents. Yeah. Yes. And then immediately and you then get to the, the restaurant. And he's like, oh, that's as all long that as long as you're okay. As you're, yeah. I totally noticed that as well. I loved that. That was so funny. That was yeah. awesome. Yes. So yes, yeah, so, like all set up in that scene where he and Andy are carpooling, and you you see, you were funny. We just heard that that reference to Rush Hour Two that because everyone's seen it, and you said like, "Oh, Rush Hour Three when they're in the yeah, car. it's a buddy buddy movie. Um, but yeah, that, I, I also really like whenever Andy and and Harold talk about talk genuinely about mm-hmm. things, and especially parenting. And so when 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 Harold says, you know, he is testing you and you are failing the test. Um, and but yeah, great moment then when he sees Amy and is like just totally yep. caring mm-hmm. and expressing concern. Mm-hmm. And then Andy, like later on, like fucking listens, draws yeah. the mm-hmm. line, lays it down. That was my you can favorite. Ephraim actually kind of Ephraim kind of respects yeah. it, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry I worried you last night. What makes you think I was worried? Okay, I was worried. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll call you next time. There won't be a next time. You're grounded for the next two weeks. That means no TV, no phone, no going out. Is that all? If I ever hear that you cut class again, it'll be for a month. Understood? Yeah. Understood. Good. So, you missed the assembly. Look, I already know about safe sex, okay? Mom covered it with me. Maybe she did, but I haven't. When I was first working in New York, I had to perform a lumbar puncture. It's basically a spinal tap on this kid who'd been brought in. Could have been more than 17 years old. Good looking, clean cut, well-to-do family. His name was Alfie. I remember that because it was so unusual. Anyway, I did the LP, assessed that there was no meningitis, and went about my rounds. But I couldn't stop thinking about Alfie all night. I found out later that the doctors were performing all sorts of tests. A couple of days later, I went back to Alfie's room just to check him out, thinking maybe I could figure out what he had. 
But Alfie was already dead. 17 years old. Six months and thousands of Alfies later, his sickness finally got a name. AIDS. I needed you to know why I had to come to your school, Ephraim. I needed you to hear that story because I want you always to be careful. I can't afford to lose another person I love. Why didn't you tell me that before? I have no idea how to get your attention, Ephraim. What's that supposed to mean? It means I don't know what to say to you. One day, you seem to hate me. The next day, you still hate me. The other days, you just hate me. I mean, that's, that's not a lot to work with. So if you could maybe let me know when I do say the right thing, I'll make a note of it, and, and I'll do it more often, okay? Yeah, sure, I mean, I can maybe do that. Great. Thanks. You're still grounded. I know. That was actually, I thought, the most realistic and, like, I think it was the best scene that I've seen between them so far. I mean, maybe I'm just not remembering all the other scenes, but I really liked it because I liked the fact that he knew he did a terrible thing, driving three hours away and then getting, then having his dad have to drive six hours overnight. I mean, that's terrible. And he was like, yeah. yep, I was wrong. Like, okay, I can like this kid. Like, that's, that's, that's respectable. Like, so that's. Which is nice. That's a nice contrast yeah. from earlier mm -hmm. in the episode when he's like being a little yeah. shit, mm -hmm. not understanding that his dad has a job yeah. to do. And then at the end, like, yeah, I, I, I like that he and you can kind of see him looking yeah. at at Andy in the firelight. <laughs> yeah. kind of like newfound. <laughs> oh, damn. Like, yep. OK. All right, dad, you're mm -hmm. showing up. Interesting. I love when Andy is like panicking about like, where's Ephraim? Where's Ephraim? And Delia's like, dad. You gotta get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know what PS2 game she and Michaela were playing. Michaela, he's stupid. Michaela, Michaela Gorilla, Gorilla. Um. Oh yeah, yeah we didn't see. What no, they didn't say. Yeah. But he destroyed her. Apparently. Yeah, he did. I guess the other thing we should mention is like that that in that scene where Doctor Brown where Andy punishes Ephraim, but then like. And then explains to him why it was so important to him to to like do this XM yep. talk. He brings in that little monologue about Alfie and and the AIDS outbreak, yeah. and you know, I think that's uh, you know, cool little monologue, I guess. Yeah, it was fine. Ephraim was to me, it was well informed to be able to I, guess that immediately. I, to me, that felt a little weird when he, like, that was what it took. I don't know. I, don't know. I was like, really? Like, you have to hear that someone died of AIDS for you to finally go, oh, maybe that's why my dad. Come on! All right, fine. I'll let it go. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Fuck. It's just so illogical, well, I mean, like, at all. Like, but it, but it, makes, it makes sense. Characters, and like like all of us, like, we sometimes we lose perspective. Yeah. And he was so wrapped up in, like, his own shit and, and 
stuff with Amy. But also, like, like a lot of the discussion about, like, STDs are very jokey. Like, you even jo- made a joke while we were watching, oh, he died of having sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's yeah. what, like, a lot of the joke, like, that's what a lot of the conversation turns into is, yeah. you know, um, that kind of thing. And so when you think about sex ed, oh, it's just like these, it's this silly yeah, thing, but it's okay. serious. Like... There's a reason that it's a big deal. Mm. It's not just like this thing where adults think it's important to yes, tell but kids. It's not like Ephraim's dad is a gym teacher from what's it, Mean Girls? <laughs> like you will have sex, you will die. Like if you if you do have sex, you will die. You know, right. he's not. He's a doctor. Ephraim was brought up in the in a household with a doctor uh-huh. in it. That's I what know. I'm saying. I don't but think she, it's. But she hated. Oh, he then fuck it. him. And, 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 it's so <laughs> stupid to me. Come on, you don't retain any of that i don't believe it it's so unbelievable to me i why would he have ever because andy was a non-present father the last thing he wanted to do was think about his dad's work and learn about it like that's bullshit like why (sighs) you know that's nonsense Uh, he's like i gotta find someone to hate who do i hate I, it's you can hate Ephraim. Uh, no, I hate Chris Pratt. He is who I hate. <laughs> I will hate him forever. Oh, here we go. So that we this is our segment. <laughs> oh yeah, we've skipped it at least. I was once. ready last time. This time I'm not ready. What's it called? Prattling it on. Called? <laughs> Prattling on. Uh, do we have like a, any kind of song for it? Like Katie hates Chris Pratt. Now we're gonna hear them prattle on about that. <laughs> It was followed immediately by just intense vitriol. Yes. No laughter whatsoever. <laughs> I am not prepared this time you... except for just to say that he sucks a lot. He does suck. And when I see him act as a jerk, I'm like, wow, that's believable. I think that he fucking was like that because he seems like his fucking. All right, here we go. Here we go. His fucking oh, yeah. self-righteous, wholesome, dumbass image that he fucking has. When you know he was just like that shit that he plays at this show. He was probably a mean fucking kid because he does have a good improvis. Uh, that's the one thing I can say about him. The one positive thing I can say about Chris Pratt is that I think he has a very acute improvisational mind. But fuck him because he probably used it for evil and fuck him and fuck him and fuck him. Sorry. That's all I got right now because I, w- I was prepared last time but no i like fuck that fucking guy it's so it oh my god he makes me so angry guys all right if i'm still gonna talk about it here we go yeah his fucking his fucking thing where where when somebody when people pointed out like hey chris pratt hey guess what the church that you fucking advertise and like pump up the jams for is anti LGBTQ, right? Like known for that. And Chris Pratt was like, I've never known anything but love from the church. And I'm like, well, good for you. You fucking douchebag. I'm so glad that your experience is the only experience. I'm so glad we can listen to you and your dumb shit and your dumb shit. God, I hate that guy. All right, this was prattling on. Whoop, I got to move on or I'm going to like explode. This was prattling on. He <laughs> hates Chris Pratt. This is where they prattle on about that. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that is That was KT prattling on about future guests of the podcast. <laughs> Um, Fuck that guy. Oh my God. And earlier we were talking about Dr. Rabbit, who's played by future guest of the podcast, Tom mm-hmm. Amandis. If so, 
I will be so best happy. known for his role as Elliot Ness on the TV show The Untouchables. I would love to have. And we'd be like, we never saw that. Let's talk about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, what you didn't like Ephraim's uh, dance story? Was it this bad in New York? You mean was I this big a geek back home? I didn't mean it like that. I, it's okay. I almost went to one dance at my old school, the winter semi-formal. I asked Catherine Adams to go. She wasn't the most popular girl in school, but she was the prettiest. She had this whole punk Gwen Stefani look going on, which most girls in high school can't pull off, but she did. Anyway, my friends dared me to ask her. I did, and she actually said yes, which was like a total shock. The day of the dance, Catherine calls. She's sick, she can't go. Now, of course, I can't tell my mom this because she's so excited for me, and I don't want her to know what a loser her son is. So I get all dressed up in my suit, grab the corsage, and leave like I'm gonna go pick up Catherine. Except, of course, I don't. Instead, I go see Rush Hour 2, which actually is a pretty decent movie. I take it Catherine wasn't really sick? Turns out she was. She had mono without the rest of the semester. And so you weren't geeky at all. Gwen Stefani was going to take you. Hey, that's like, that's a yeah, sad story. Yeah. Yep. Amy was a little bit of a jerk. She was like, oh, she wasn't sick, was she? He's like, no, she was fucking sick, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, oh, I didn't, oh, um, I guess I'm. I'm sorry. I just, are you sure she wasn't? Sick? Yeah, sure in her sick? mind, she's like, she was not sick. <laughs> I know, girls. I mean, uh, she's like, well, I mean, I, well, I'm sure she wasn't in a coma. <laughs> Actually, my motto. That sounds nice. <laughs> oh God, my big takeaway from that whole like series of scenes with them, with with her talking to her coma boyfriend i swear that was actually the first moment where i really realized that she actually does still care about the coma guy because honestly what i thought so Mm. far i thought it was going to be just a guilt thing i thought she was like ready to move on and i don't mean like annoyed but more like she felt like she had to continue it was more of an obligation right like it's chris pratt because we've been we've been we've been hearing this thing with the chris pratt character about like how that's his best friend and like so it's it seems like a thing where he's protective of his best friend and he wants to make sure that she is with him, right? We 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 have that set up. Mm-hmm. But then also like it just it it uh, to me it seemed kind of like and maybe it's cuz it's through the eyes of the uh, the son, Ephraim's Ephraim, you know, through Ephraim's eyes. But it seems like she was ca- maybe kind of into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then like this very it, very intense and emotional exchange between her and coma boy, like made me surprised, not because I don't think she cared about him at all, but more that I thought it was more just like, it was going to be more awkward, like when he woke up or if he died or something that she was going to have to deal with her feelings of wanting to move on already. Like Mm -hmm. you're, she's a young girl. And how long has this guy been in a coma? I'm not sure. Adam, oh, you should know. I, I should know. What's the day I? count? What's the year count? Well, the accident happened on July 4th, like during a July 4th celebration. Okay. Uh, 
Because she did say that she she was talking about the last year's dance, right? So she so he was awake for last year's dance. Yes, and then it was the summer. So yeah, last summer. Okay, all right. So so right, like you're you're looking at this girl. I thought it was being set up like that. This girl who probably does have feelings for. I mean, because we look at also the relationship between the older people. I loved that so much with the moving on discussion, like not moving on, but moving on, like having feelings for somebody yeah. who's died and stuff. In oh, this situation, they don't know if this kid's gonna wake up. I honestly was surprised by that by that scene, seeing her so invested in this guy. Mm -hmm. I thought it was not going to go that way. It was a revealing little scene and it, it did, it starts to add some insight and some texture to the, 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 the Amy Colin coma boy. Colin. Okay. Colin. They both start with CO. I'm sure that coma boy is still at this point in episode four being played by like a 40 something year old man. Yep. (laughs) They have not yet cast. (laughs) Well, it, 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 it was cast it was played by a camera in this one <laughs> yeah yeah right, sure it's true i guess they did um, show him through the window so that's a great connection kt going to edna and irv i think is a great storyline in this episode yeah and mm-hmm. a great connection between which i honestly am maybe an idiot for not catching but the connection between her talking about kind of grief and moving on from it and and then what's going on with her granddaughter with amy and colin yeah, um, yeah, that's legit. I love that. So, so that's the where the, the title of the episode, "The Kissing Bridge," comes from. Also, by the way, mono is the kissing disease. That's true. Indeed, but they didn't have mono, did they? They only had no. His Donna his uh, Gwen Stefani lookalike oh, mono, girlfriend yeah. had mono. That's true. Interesting. Nice catch. We didn't have a Ghostbuster scene in this one. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Mono, the kissing disease. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Is there was there like a pro? I guess I could have had it been brought brought to you by lollipops, <laughs> chupa ah, chips, chupa chups. Um. <laughs> anyway, so because that that male boy uh, falls through the bridge, mm-hmm. the town of Everwood decides that they're going to tear it down. When mm. Edna finds out about that, she gets all pissy it's on the front page of the pine cone the pine yeah. cone we will be seeing more of the pine cone <laughs> Ooh. do we get to meet the editor-in-chief of the pine cone no comment <laughs> but yeah <laughs> <laughs> is this someone we already know who are, are they, they related, related to, to? <laughs> yeah yep. it's wendell it's wendell <laughs> wendell edits and operates the the pine cone because he does everything Wendell, an abundance of riches. God, that character. <laughs> what what role did he play in this? I can't. He was there. Did he actually serve he a purpose? Explained, he explained the dance where the girl. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was his role in this that episode. Was, Got that it. Was, yeah. um, so Irv thinks like, oh, Edna really likes this bridge for some reason. I guess I'll go save it by Aww. asking the the the, the city. Uh, the, board. the board, the committee, whatever. The council, city council. The city council, not to tear it down. Yeah. And then Edna's pissy when <laughs> Irv gives her gives him that news, or when Irv gives her that news. Um, I get that reaction though. I understand it now, right? Yeah. I mean, we're supposed mm-hmm. to because it's weird to have those feelings and have somebody who you're with now, who you're trying to move on with. Yep. Bring it up, not knowing 
why or you're support upset. them or whatever. Right. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I mean, she's, yeah. it was funny, but it, yeah, I don't know. I really liked that. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Right. When, when she reveals to him that her late husband, you know, proposed mm-hmm. to her on that bridge and that mm-hmm. she, you know, when, when, when she was pregnant with Harold, she gave Harold senior the news on that bridge and mm-hmm. um and it was a really sweet scene i think with with irv just being like look i don't need you to to not have had a life past yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's life exactly family. who you need to have when you have somebody is pl- perfectly wise has yeah. no issues or anything <laughs> like that it's just like everything's fine absolutely it's all good i'm almost supernatural perfectly yes. wise supernatural. i know the right things to do and say yep never get upset Mm-hmm. I put your I put your food that's kind of leaking through this bag down. I'm assuming in the gutter. I know it's where he was, said it. You know what? That is his <laughs> that character made me flaw. What the fuck? No, he said chicken parm, and there was sauce on the outside of the bag. What? No, it was leaking there? through. No, but Eric, how is it? No, how is the chicken parm sauce leaking so that the chunks? Are on the outside of the bag, you guys. No, the part that, that was then uncomfortable is this bag is clearly compromised and he sets it like on, on the, the ground. Right? Yeah, yes. in the gutter. Disgusting. Of course she's mad. Irv sucks. <laughs> Irv is imperfect and we need to judge him harshly for it. For yeah, that one. Clearly imperfect. <laughs> That's so great. Um, I love when Edna says, uh, I forget who she's talking to, like, when when she's depressed, I would rent Terminator. Yes, it was that to Andy. Was no, wait, no, it was to Irv. It I, was in that same scene I mean, by the gosh, motorcycle. There are so many. That's I. That is something that is very endearing about the show. Is that it seems almost like so many of the the women characters are not feminine not particularly feminine, feminine i mean the her the, the delia gri- yes she's always wearing their baseball caps and she's mm-hmm. not i love it i think that's wonderful i applaud yeah, that about awesome. the show it's Absolutely. groundbreaking <laughs> it's groundbreaking television and so <laughs> what but what i love like i love the moment the that final scene where harold and edna his mother are, yes, they have to bushwhack to get to where she's placed. <laughs> and he has his tissue there. out. <laughs> yes! Hanky yes! or whatever. Uh-huh. It's perfect. Did I mention I had only three hours of sleep last night? About a hundred times now. I swear. You yammer on like an old woman. Besides, we're almost there. Almost where? We're in the middle of forest oblivion. I didn't know you better, Mother. I'd think you brought me out here to knock me off. And second thought. Come on. You see that? The kissing bridge, yes. Of course I see it, Mother. Why in the world? Your pops and I shared our first kiss on that bridge. He proposed to me on that bridge. And the day I found out I was pregnant with you, I took him down here and told him. I know you think I got on with things too quick after he was gone. I probably did. But your father's death, Harold, is what made me realize more than ever just how valuable our one shot at life is, and I didn't want to miss a second more of it. Anyway, I loved him very much. I wanted you to know that. Brothers, what the hell are you doing? 
grieving. But like the best part of that scene is the look on his face after, uh-huh. the, like as the explosion is happening. Yes. Like he so gets good. this look of like genuine, like I like being impressed with his mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which is so nice, right? Because mm-hmm. they they've just yelled at each other. They have this like bad relationship, but like when he sees like his mom be, he sees Edna be like quintessential Edna blowing mm-hmm. up a yep. bridge, but like he is into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, he probably needs that kind of thing too, is my guess. Like he, mm-hmm. you know, they have this, this, you know, the, it's not water on the, under the bridge yet. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, um, you know, her husband, his mm-hmm. dad, I'm sure there are issues there, but he probably has some grieving to do over that as well. If mm-hmm. he can't have a normal relationship with her after all of this. So yeah. I could imagine that being therapeutic for him as well. Mm-hmm. Where's I, I made, where's that Everwood gifts tumbler that I made? Oh no. I remember you thought it was gone. I thought it was gone, but then I did, I did find you it. You did right? find it. Yeah. You said you found it. Oh, it's okay. There it is. Everwood it? gifts dash blog. Oh, I did see that when I searched Everwood gifts. I didn't think you would pick that as. I didn't. Oh. It added blog to it. I, I'm I'm here. I'm here. You found it? I'm going to show you guys. It's just a porn tumbler, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> guys, I, I misattributed this GIF. Oh, no. I made this GIF of Dr. Abbott, of Harold Abbott, and I said that it was from the next episode. Oh, episode dear five. God. Oh my and God! Oh no! So, um, you're not looking at. Yeah, we are. We yeah, see we it. Found it. So all of that was just to show how much I love that moment <laughs> because I made a gif of it. He's great. Um, don't look at any of the others. the The other one was from the pilot, and I just have Uh-oh. a gif of his feet, of his feet, kind of in those funny shoes coming out of his Ooh, car. I see. Yeah, they are. Tap tap tap. Those are some nice saddle shoes. Are they golf shoes? Wait. No. Did they have spikes? Do they have spikes? Oh, maybe. Do they have spikes? Are they like winter shoes? What's the deal with those shoes? Huh. Anyway, all of the <laughs> stuff about us finding the gift can be cut and should Perfect. be cut. And now Good. we're going to loop back in. Whew. All right. Well, this has been <laughs> Everwood. Everwood never wouldn't. <laughs> Um, brought to you by gonorrhea (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i can't believe that story future guest of the podcast the guy i'm hanging out with now all right tell us tom (laughs) amandis it is tom amandis he (laughs) yep he left his wife loves he loves pokemon Yeah, that's what he was, he was t- talking to me about Pokemon. <laughs> I must have missed Digimon. Mm. <laughs> All back to the episode. Yes, I got it. Do they mention Digimon? No, he's saying, like when he says, I must have missed, remember in the episode? I must have missed Boston. I must have missed uh, Digimon. He's saying I must have missed Digimon. Uh, I'm glad that I got it. Got it. Dumb, Eric. 
I'm glad that I got it. Where did Edna get all those explosives? I don't know. Edna is a is a is a Vietnam veteran. Right. right. So you Go carry on. them around. <laughs> yeah. That was 40 years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but also she's exactly the type of spunky old lady who would, I guess, have access to explosives. It's like in Hot Fuzz with the old guy that, ha- uh, you know, the guy who plays yeah, a, a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. Harry Filch. Potter and yeah, Filch. Uh, when he's like, how does that? He has the whole he has a shed mine full and, of <laughs> like explosives and, and guns, and ammunition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have that when you're a vet or an old British guy farmer. Totally. You know? Yeah. Right. Totally. Okay. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> Everybody, tune in next time when we'll be discussing season one, episode five. Dear God, and the deer is spelled D-E-E-R. Wow. Just a little preview for next time. Yep. Also, five stars, five stars, and five stars for me. Wow. That's right. Oh, shit. Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. KT. (laughs) I will say... This episode was really good. The same thing. I'll say the same thing. Yeah. All fives. You guys don't mean that. You're just being nice. Yeah, one, maybe. five, and one. <laughs> <laughs> one, five. Wait, I loved while watching it, but afterwards I fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. See, like while I was watching, I, you know, five anticipation always for everyone. Mm-hmm. While watching, I think I might have been like kind of a four because I was like, oh, this is, I was like, you know, this is fine, but like it's not quite feeling like top notch, perfect peak Everwood, hmm. you know? Okay. Afterwards, definitely a five, though. <laughs> maybe I haven't seen top notch peak Everwood. I guess maybe yet. not. That's the problem. How but am I supposed imagine, to judge? But imagine, though. I like, think this was think the this best was one five. so far. Yeah, I think this was solid. Very solid. Right. I think it's because it was so much of the doctor. Maybe. I love him and I love the grandma. I love, I know that I'll never use names because I don't remember anyone's name. Dr. Abbott and Edna. Yes. I love those two characters. So seeing them a lot was fun. Yeah. And I'm kind of getting over Treat William's hair, like a little bit. I don't even Wait, know if I've I thought it was his voice, his hair. You also Dude, his voice, hair? yes. I'm over the voice at this well, point. Well, you're not over it, but sing. you've talked about it yeah, enough. I've talked about it enough, but it's his hair. That's I his hair. Are you kidding me, Adam? It looks like he's had implants when he doesn't even need them. <laughs> he has too much hair. Antony. <laughs> Poetry Williams. Poetry Williams. And no, can I please mention the thing I sent you? You messaged me. You found a tweet. Yes. He 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 tweeted tweeted, like a video of what? It was a a jetpack. It was a. It was about um, how this 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 country's using jetpacks to get up this climb. So a thing that would have taken a half an hour to get up takes now four minutes or something like that. I can't remember exactly. To like save people, right? To like save to save people. And all he said was "Holy moly" or "Holy cow." And I just the tweet was "Holy moly." No, no punctuation, no exclamation point, nothing else. And I said, I screen capped. I said, Adam. Look at True Williams getting so excited over jetpacks. <laughs> He's adorable. Holy moly. Like, he is adorable, but why is his hair too thick, you guys? It's Treat distinguished. Williams. No, it's like, it's like a 
brush with too many bristles. It's like, what's happening up there? It's too brush much hair. Too bristles. I've never yes. heard of such a thing. <laughs> well, he's invented it, and it's for his hair. That doesn't make any sense. That is his hair. Yes. But also, he needs a brush with too many bristles to brush, to brush the hair, hair that's like a brush, a brush with, with too many, many bristles. bristles. All right. This has been the never would ever whatever. What's this section this called? This has been <laughs> Treat <Everwood>? Us To. <laughs> treat Us Never to. wouldn't. I love um, Treat Williams now. He's great. <laughs> future guest of the podcast, Laura Lang, who was the hairstylist for... <laughs> For everyone, we might also get Caroline Daner. Chris Harrison Glimsdale was the first hairstylist. Jenna Kilgrow was the assistant hairstylist for one episode in 2006. I'm so telling we don't you, need no, we're not there yet. I bet they have something to say about how thick Treat Williams's hair is. I bet you. Like, All right, I... you want me to find? So the hair department head was K Tony. <laughs> we can find. We can see if K Tony has a Twitter. Yep. Do a quick search. K Tony. K Tony. K Tony. It just brings up somebody with the name Soprano <laughs> underscore Tony. <laughs> Wait, this owner this I don't know. I'll I'll do I'll do research and I'll All I'll, right. I'll reach okay. out and ask them why Better. was Treat Williams's since <laughs> Treat Williams's hair too thick. Yeah, Wait, I think I just found say him. just say brush with too many bristles. Does that make you think of anyone? <laughs> there, there are wrong answers. It's insane. Come on. I've never noticed or thought about the thickness of his hair, KT. You know this what? You guys don't notice shit. You shouldn't be doing this podcast at all if you're not paying attention to his hair. What's happening? Did I just, did I just do that? What'd no, you do? I did that. Way sharing. To ruin Look, things. it's a picture of oh us. Of what we're talking yeah, about. Nice. There's the hair. There, that hair is pretty thick. Oh, but that's I'm not running. his. That's not his fault. <laughs> no, I like I've said. I he is growing on me. I still his hair is I mean, growing on you. His hair. <laughs> I would be itchy if that happened because that is some thick ass hair. But I'm telling you, better than voice, thick ass hair. You know what I mean? Well, who knows confusing. what's going on down there? By the way, yeah. is there anybody better than Edna to deliver the to say the words bass ack words? Mm, not <laughs> in this show. Great. I know her last name. It's Moody Mooney because I like her last name. But what's Deborah, her first name? Deborah Mooney. Deborah yeah, Mooney. The actor. Oh, the actor Mooney. It's a good name for her. Okay. She has a Mooney face. She has a Deborah face. She's a Deborah Mooney face. She's a Mooney face right. and a Deborah ass. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Back um, okay, that's it. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, I'm going to sleep. That episode next, was great. Oh, was I'm great. so glad you liked it. I, next week's episode is, uh, is, is, is a good one, about I think. But I, I will literally say that about every episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll be in touch about scheduling our next record. I hope what happens during next, uh, next up, the next episode. Oh, is man. That you know what we Treat should do? Williams here. The podcast. We predicting. Should, uh, predicting okay. what the next episode is about. Storylines. Here's yeah. my, here's my prediction. Well, our, it's called, was it dear? Was it dear? Something? Yeah. Record. Can we do re- this next time. I mean, we, I didn't stop the recording. It's still recording. Yeah. All right. So at Parker, edit this in. 
what next week's episode is called dear god d-e-e-r what are your predictions about what next week's episode is about okay here's my prediction mm. <laughs> treat williams is going to go on a hunting trip with the other doctor guy okay and they're going to shoot a deer, but then Treat Williams is going to feel so bad he's going to heal the deer like they did. In- oh, wait, no, Powder didn't heal the deer. He felt the deer's emotions. Remember Powder, the movie Powder, Powder guys? Everybody oh. talks about Powder. You've never seen I Powder? I might have. I well, don't he's know. Gonna go- Treat Williams is going to go up to that dying deer, and he's going to feel his feelings. But then he's also on top of that, so they don't copy Powder. He's going to heal the deer. So Treat Williams is the deer, deer god. god. That's oh, my prediction. Okay. Eric, what's your prediction? Well, definitely it's going to be about hunting because I know when yeah. deer hunting season starts and it's mm-hmm. when the show is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, maybe <laughs> there's going to be, I mean, dear God, I mean, maybe they're going to talk about how like everybody in Everwood is Presbyterian and <laughs> these this family is fucking heathen half jewish yeah um i don't know something religious but based. deer but deer are in there and also they're it's hunting santa's yeah. reindeer flying <laughs> through the air during the episode no they 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 have the pre-hunting prayer yeah I don't know. you are both dead wrong I don't believe you. Is it just right. the episode from Schitt's Creek where they go hunting? <laughs> I yeah, love turkey that's hunting. my favorite. It's not a Schitt's Creek podcast. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye.